Zoom presentations and other forms of video-enabled conference calling, they can feel a bit intimidating when you're the one on camera trying to present yourself professionally. So how do you make yourself camera ready? Today's guest, media expert and former TV producer Jess Totfeld, has some timely advice for how to crush it on Zoom. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Welcome to Business Confidential Now. I'm your host, Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and today's guest is Jess Toddfeld. He's one of the leading communication and media training authorities in the United States. With more than 15 years as a media trainer and consultant, Jess helps CEOs, business executives, spokespersons, public relations representatives, experts, and authors become more confident, more in control, and to create the results from their speaking engagements and media appearances that they want. He brings with him 13 years of experience as a TV producer for NBC, ABC, and Fox, having booked and produced more than 5,000 segments. He also has some time in front of the camera, including as feature reporter and guest spots on national and international news programs. He's been featured on just about every major network you can think of, and he's trained clients in all size companies, from large corporations like IBM, Land Rover, and J.P. Morgan, to individuals in small companies and even non-governmental organizations like the United Nations and even governmental agencies such as the Social Security Administration. Now, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter if you're a solopreneur or chairman of the board of a huge conglomerate. We all want to make a good impression and get our message across effectively when we're on camera. So let's find out the best way to do that and crush it on Zoom. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Jess. Thanks for having me, Hannah. Well, Let's it, do this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's do this. You know, this COVID pandemic has brought video-enabled conferencing applications like Zoom, uh, WebEx, and, and Skype into the mainstream like nothing ever before. I mean, they existed, but suddenly everybody's working from home and they had no choice but to use technology mm-hmm. to stay connected with the office. So, I mean, even TV programs, you know, Saturday Night Live and different late shows, they all started cobbling their shows together with video conferencing right. directly from their homes. So, you know, so it's definitely mainstream. It's not going away, regardless of what happens with the pandemic. So what I'd like to explore with you is how those of us who don't have production crews to give us advice and help us out, what can we do to put our best foot forward? And let's start with how do we select a location in our home for these Zoom calls where people are seeing the background and trying to read the titles on your books? That is true. That's true. And it's funny you mentioned books because everybody figures maybe I should be up against a bookcase or me sitting next to one plant. You know, what should we do? And we've seen some goofy attempts, meaning people try something, it doesn't work. And we've seen some where people sit on a blank, in front of a blank wall. Uh, So what should we do? We should, in our best case scenario, have some depth behind us. So, and, and something that shows off something about our personality or what we do. So if you, and you, and you should be well lit. I know we're going to talk about lighting, but you, you could have 
a, a special backdrop that you go on Amazon, you paid, and it's a curtain and all this stuff. Um, but my take is I'd rather see maybe a picture of your family, um, some items that represent something in your life, and some depth. So that means some space between you and the background. And the opposite would be sitting up against a wall or a blank wall, which has no personality, and, and it's kind of like you're in a lineup. Um, <laughs> that yeah. sends the wrong message. Right, right? profile shot so, and then hold up a number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so make it kind of interesting. Um, behind me, since I'm a media guy, I have an on-air sign. And I have a few other interesting things and, and uh, some uh, awards and newspaper clipping. So it, it goes along with who I am. Um, and so that's what people want to do. That's the best case scenario, especially better than a virtual background. But what about people that are in a small apartment? I mean, I've seen people take calls from their bedroom and I, is really? <clears throat> yes. Uh, I talked to somebody today who had their bed in their background and we're not used to seeing somebody's bed or, you know, their private space while uh, we're talking about business conversation. So, yeah, I would even, if we didn't, if that person doesn't have enough room, I would say to pick a little corner or a little nook and at least dress up that area as much as you can and add some personality. And, you know, I, I mentioned that the virtual backgrounds aren't as great, but if you have no other choice, it's certainly a choice. The reason why I don't like it is sometimes they look a bit wonky or like you're, <laughs> you're trying to convince people that your background is better than it really is. Uh, if I had a big mahogany bookcase behind me and I'm really sitting in front of a blank wall, it feels mm, not truthful. But if there is nothing else, then certainly it's not the end of the world. Gotcha. Now let's talk about camera angle because a lot of people are using a, a laptop uh, or a, a pad. And I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff. I mean, upside down, yeah. it's, it's almost like the dog got a hold of it for a second. Uh, what is the proper camera angle? Because you've got this beady little lens staring at you. And where right. should that be in relationship so, to you? I always say not just at eye level, which is usually about perfect, but a hair, just a hair under eye level. So we don't want it too low because then it's looking up our nose and we can practice with our computer or our phone or our iPad or any of these things. And we can see before a video chat what works and what doesn't. So looking up our nose, I don't know how that's putting our best foot forward or our best, no best nose forward. Um, and then the opposite would be when there's a webcam way up on top of the computer screen looking down at us. We look like we are kindergartners. So it makes us look small. So the whole idea of the camera being just a hair under eye level is that it looks normal, but it builds us up slightly. Now, just a quick little piece to add in. There are a lot of people listening right now who heard, you know, if I take pictures of myself, I should hold the camera or my phone, you know, way up in the air, stretch my arm up, and um, it's more flattering because our, our necks are stretched out and all this stuff. Uh, maybe, often for photos, yeah, sometimes, but not for video calls. It looks weird. <laughs> it looks okay. strange. Okay, so we're not in selfie world. This is video world. We're, that's it. 
that's it. It's video world. And really, we want it to be as real as possible, both on all the technical sides and aspects, as well as what we say, because people buy people. And, you know, once something seems a little bit off, then we've lost them. Speaking of off, when it comes to sound quality, I mean, I even saw this on American Idol. Somebody was doing their little spiel in a stairwell, and it had this fishbowl mm-hmm. effect. Well, what what should we be focusing on on sound quality? Well, it's interesting because people are more apt to let go of the video not being perfect. If it was grainy or the lighting wasn't just perfect, but the second the audio is off, and we can't even hear what it is that the other person's saying, we start to tune out. So you're right. That would be a stairwell would be mm, the worst choice <laughs> for, uh, I guess, a second to being underwater for <laughs> doing a, a Zoom or video broadcast, right? Right. Um, and, what we, and you know what? What we should really do is experiment with either the, the headphones that came with your phone or uh, a little microphone. They sell all sorts of external microphones, whether it's your computer or your iPad or your phone, that really can make it sound much warmer or richer. I'm staring across the room. I have a fancy microphone that looks like a, a Johnny Carson type microphone, you know, with a little angle. And I have a little clip on, a lavalier microphone, which I often use. And right now I'm using AirPods, which I put into my ears. And even before we started, I said to you, which, you know, what does this sound good? Does it sound better this way or that way? And we go with what works best. So, yeah, audio sound quality is very, very important. If you lose that, you lose people altogether. So you'd actually put that as number one. Number one or the top three. All right. So audio is in the top three. The video is in the top three. What, what's what's yeah. the third one? I am glad that you asked because I have a perfect answer for that. And here it is. Let go. And here's what I mean by that. So, you know, what everybody expected to hear when they tuned into this today is us talking about all the technical aspects and the video and maybe some of what you say. But the other piece is just the human piece, which is we're not used to seeing ourselves in real time on a business call and seeing our faces that have aged and we don't, we don't see there's certain things that we don't realize every day, or, you know, we're looking up into our scalp or we see something else that we don't necessarily like. So we need to let go of some of that. In fact, we need to embrace a lot of that because people are just fine interacting with other real people. We don't have to be perfect. We don't look, have to look like fashion models. Not everybody can look like you and me, Anna. They can't <laughs> always look like fashion models. Aren't, aren't you sweet? <laughs> I didn't say we're, I'm taking a poll. I'm just saying that <laughs> they, don't, they don't have to. So, so the thing is, the more real we are, the better it is for, for other people. I think we get to like, know, and trust a little bit faster. Okay. So let go. Let go. Yeah, because the yeah. thing is, on a, on a screen, unlike when you're in person, you've got a whole lot more body language to work with. And, you know, you're right. just seeing this little itty bitty snapshot, you know, depend, especially depending on how somebody 
close somebody is to the camera? You know, is that you only see face? You only see their forehead? Do you, is it up to the neck, shoulders, waist? I mean, you know, how much are you seeing? Right. Of and so it, it just really magnifies that more than if you were in person. And so people focus on that more because that's all they have to focus on. But let's talk about And we should experiment. Yeah. Well, we should, very quickly, we should experiment with the right camera angle. I talked to a woman today who's a client of mine who's a, she's, you know, just a wonderful, likable person. And her face was so close to the camera. There was nothing wrong with her face. Just she, <laughs> Imagine it's like if I'm a close talker, as Seinfeld would say, um, and I'm like right up against your face. Uh, so I, I had said to her, and we were talking about this very topic, I said, let's see what TV people would call a mid shot, which would be right in the middle of your uh, chest or torso. And she backed up slightly and then tilted the camera and all that. And it, and it felt like we were having a regular conversation, like she was sitting across the table from me. So it was a much more flattering shot, no matter who she is or who the other person is, just because it's we don't need people right up in our face. Yeah, exactly. So I like your idea and suggestion of experimenting with uh, the distance you are from the camera. Because uh, it's like this beady little eye staring at you. I mean, it's so tiny. Um, and, right. and the distance, you know, so the angle, the distance. Let's talk about lighting. Do, do we really need to invest okay. in a ring light? Uh you need to invest in some lighting, yes. But the good news is, and I'm staring across the room at my computer with a little tiny laptop ring light that I bought for 15 bucks on Amazon. People can search for that. It's enough most of the time, depending how I have the rest of the lights in the room, which are just standard lights, uh, as long as I have them on and going. So you need to experiment. If you really want it to be perfect, perfect, then one of those ring lights will really make uh, your eyes twinkle. And, you know, your just, you know, your <laughs> a little uh, cheeks are, are glowing in the right way. But you can really experiment with other lights that you have around your home. And if you don't like them, all of the video lights, if people go on, say, Amazon and search for video light, you're going to see lots of choices that will at least let people see your actual face as opposed to, a gentleman I talked to a couple of days ago who looked like he was in the witness protection program because <laughs> he couldn't see him. Really? His it was, face it, was the darkest part. Oh, really? Was was he backlit? Yes. Was he up against a window? You know what? He had a virtual background that was white, and then he had just very little lighting. So it just magnified that that sense that we couldn't see him. So, uh, so he had to do exactly what we just said. He Short-term, he went around his home. He found different lights that he can bring in. And I think he found a clip-on light that people usually put next to a desk and threw some light on him. But he's going to order uh, off the internet some sort of video light that he can clip near her, his computer, at least give a little bit of better lighting. Okay. Well, that's that's a really helpful tip. Now, you mentioned earlier that not everybody can look like a, a runway model or like they, they came off a, a cover of GQ magazine. But what about things like hair and makeup? I mean, do do we just let it roll? I mean, how natural do you want people to be or should they be? When we're talking about people that are presenting. Right. Well, it's funny. 
I, when I worked in television as uh, a producer first and then doing some on-air stuff, on occasion they would wave me over as a producer and I'd be on, and I'd be on against or up against some of the male hosts who had makeup on. And it was very obvious that I looked washed out or it looked like I was exhausted. Certainly as a male, you could see five o'clock shadow at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, all those things. And women, whether they wear makeup or not, are, are a little bit more clued into the magic of makeup. So here's what I would say. If you have something really important where you feel like maybe you're giving a presentation on Zoom or, or any of the other choices that are out there, you may want to put on, and I teach this for people who say go on television, to buy some basic foundation that just matches your skin tone Go to the local drugstore, let, bring somebody who knows a little bit more about it than you, and then buy a sponge or something that you can apply it with. And you'd be shocked at how much better. I mean, I've done this with male CEOs that would never, you just wouldn't expect. They're like, why would I need makeup? And then as soon as I would put it on myself on the camera to show them the difference where I kind of looked a little tired or too shiny in some spots or dark circles under my eyes, just because the, the camera and the lighting sometimes accentuate it. When I put just a little bit on, it was like magic. It was like Photoshopping my face in, in real time. So it's a nice thing to have. And, and having said that, and having been somebody who's worked in television for years, and you know now I, I help people in other ways, I don't put it on every day when I talk on Zoom. I really only put it on if I'm giving a big presentation and I'm the main speaker and I just want to have that, that little slight edge. So as, as far as, you know, hair and makeup, uh, yes, people will see us and we should get dressed and ready kind of like we would if we were seeing them in person. It, it's actually an opportunity. Uh, and I'll just add this last piece, which is, you know, b before this recent time that we're in, we probably would talk to prospects and clients on the phone and, and that's all fine. But now we have this opportunity where more people will say yes to a zoom call and you have a chance for face to face. And it's almost like going and having a cup of coffee with somebody. And I've found for my business that it's almost like I've leapfrogged over what would have been a couple extra months because now we met, we know each other, there are little nuances of you smiling while you talk or you have to relate a little side story. And even after a first chat, even when it's only 15 minutes, people feel like they really know you and you feel like you know them. So there, there are some benefits to this whole thing as well. Yeah. Speaking of benefits, uh, yeah, you don't want to be just a wooden talking head. And that brings me to the point of body language and how much should you use your hands? You know, we talked about, you know, is it a mid-range mm. shot or how close you are to the camera, but your hands may or may not, you know, be caught by the camera. And, you know, what, what are your thoughts about that with the body language? How do we connect? We can't shake hands. So you know, what are some right. things we can do? So we have to realize that the goal is to look natural. And if we're a talking head, like you just said, which the, the idea of a talking head on TV is that the person's head is just bouncing around, like just lips moving. And it's not as interesting and, and it's some, something's weird about it. 
So what I always share with clients of mine is that it's really three things, head, hands, and body. So we want to allow our head you know, to move around naturally and, and look to the side for a second and look back. And we want our body, or at least our upper half if we're sitting down, to move around, which, by the way, it's okay to stand when you're giving a presentation on Zoom and then you'd have to set everything up so that it, it, you know, it's all higher and, and you know, the camera's still at eye level. But hands, as you were asking about, yes, we should move our hands. We should let them be seen a little bit at the bottom of the screen, so just at the bottom of the frame. And this is something else for video conferencing. If our hands get too close to the camera, because often we're maybe two feet away, our hands will look enormous. And that's, that is weird. <laughs> it is very weird. But we can move them a little close to our body. And should, should people have special hand gestures they should practice? The answer to that, no. <laughs> you should just try to act and talk and be like you really are in real life. And, and even Zoom calls are real life. So we, we want to, you know, we understand. Like in our head, we're thinking, oh, I'm on camera. But the more we can get to being real as if we were in front of people, allow our hands just to move a little bit at the bottom of the screen, head, hands, body, as I said, uh, be a little charismatic even in our voice, then we come off as, as real and authentic. Marvelous. Well, we've covered a lot of do's. Do this, do that. I'm curious because you, you have a lot of Zoom calls that, that you deal with and, and just your general experience and yeah. people on camera and so forth. What are some mistakes you've seen people make? So the biggest mistakes I see is something we mentioned just a little bit earlier, which is the camera positioning or not paying attention to what is behind them. So I mentioned this one person I talked to, she was way, way too close to the camera. And actually her head was all the way to one side. So there's all this empty space with nothing really there. Um, there's somebody else I talked to yesterday, in fact, and this person had just moved, so I don't fault them but there were all sorts of moving boxes behind them. I didn't know they moved. I, I suspected they did <laughs> because they were moving boxes. And um, it, was, it wasn't the most flattering shot that was there. So it's giving us all this extra information that gets in the way. And actually right in the beginning of the same conversation, she had her computer turned slightly to the side. So I didn't see the, all the mess and the other things that were there. Um, I did, I, did do a, a Zoom call with somebody right as this whole, you know, new world started, and they had laundry on the bed behind them. So not only was I staring at their bed, and I'm in their bedroom having a business call, I mean, virtually, but there was laundry that needed to be folded. So uh, that was different. So <laughs> I, would, I would say, right, you know, oh, I can't tell what laundry is there, but I probably shouldn't see it. So yeah, so I would say the biggest ones would be not paying attention to what's behind you, what's next to you, really just taking a little extra time for the shot. And, you know, the one thing that I do notice, I mean, I always think about two things, style and substance. So that's really more on the style side. And I would say, and this is probably encouraging, once people get rolling, the substance side does come out. 
I've noticed most people do try to get value. They try to be relatable um, and tell stories. And stories is, I always say, stories are the currency of life. That's how we communicate with each other. So use stories, everybody. Excellent advice. So Jess, we, we have a few minutes left here, and you've had an amazing journey here in broadcast and entertainment. I'm just wondering, are there any stories that stand out for you that have influenced you in your career? Well, I, I have seen a lot. I've seen uh, people do a, a wonderful job and celebrities and all that. Uh, but I've seen people, you know, people ask me, have you ever seen somebody freeze on TV? And, you know, this is kind of similar for all of us. In the, you know, about 15 years that I, I was a TV producer, I saw it once or twice. But the thing that I think is a little bit more encouraging is that we all really do have it in us to go out there and be interesting, even if it's just one-to-one. And people get wrapped up in, you know, this is public speaking or who's seeing me or who's, you know, how is this being received? And ultimately, if we focus all of our energies on the other person, so, you know, I'm I'm thinking about, you know, I'm trying to... (laughs) come up with something encouraging here at the end. But uh, the truth is, yeah, if we focus on the other person, we give them lots and lots of value. If we help them the most, then people are, are happy. And having said that, I'm trying to think, is there a good celebrity story? You know, I got to meet the Fonz. Um, I've met fans, you know, bigger deal people and Britney Spears and other people, but I'm trying to, you know, who did I love the most? Like the Fonz, I know it's the Henry Winkler. Um, all who were just, you know, super, super nice people. The, uh, I, I'm trying to think if there was something that, that ever went really, really uh, wrong. Well, most of these people were pretty nice to me. I, I think I, I was surprised that some of these people, when they weren't on camera, were low energy. And that's also something else for everybody to think about, which is TV or video can sometimes be a cooling medium, which means it takes out some energy. So we actually have to throw back a little bit more energy when we're speaking on camera. Um, But behind the scenes, some of the celebrities that are maybe big comedians over time in the green room where we would, you know, have them wait, they would just be sitting there with the lowest amount of energy. And I, I remember thinking, well, we are going to see how this plays out in a matter of moments. And of course, they would turn it on when they would go out there. So you know, it's, it's something to think about, too, for the, for the rest of us, which is, you know, during our normal day, sometimes I sit quietly and type in my computer. And the energy that you hear right now is actually a little bit more aligned with my, my actual personality when I talk. And I enjoy talking to people. And I get fired up in helping them and doing what we're doing today. But for other people, sometimes we have to add a little bit. So it looks like we actually like what we do. There you go. There you go. But I like your point that we all have a little star inside us and we just need to let it shine. Yeah, that's exactly right. Shine, everybody. There you go. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jess. This has been really helpful. And it's always good to hear your voice and your, your tips. Great. Thank you. Thank you. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining me. If you'd like to learn more about today's guest, you can go to our website at businessconfidentialradio.com. It's got a lot of other powerful information and resources available to help your business grow. So be sure to check that out. The website again is businessconfidentialradio.com.
www.businesscoachingbrand.com. I'm Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and you've been listening to Business Confidential Now. Have a great rest of the day and an even better tomorrow.